morning, everyone. Welcome to the Keeg Live, uh, the show brought to you by the Keeg, where we talk about a different geek topic every geek week. I'm your host, Dimitri Carrera, and today we got some really important geek talk to talk over. Uh, sometimes our talks are fluffy. Uh, last week we went over X-Men, which isn't that fluffy, uh, now that I think about it. But, you know, sometimes it's fluffy and sometimes it's not. Uh, today is one of those important topics that we got to go over. Uh, last week we talked about X-Men. We hit on some points that uh, we'll definitely expand on this week. Uh, the topic of today's episode is POC representation in comics. Uh, I can't talk about this alone. It'd be kind of boring. That's why I brought two wonderful guests for you guys today. Uh, so it's not just me on a soapbox preaching what I want to preach. Let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion. We have a whole panel uh, waiting for you guys. Uh, first, we have cosplayer extraordinaire Joni Brosas. Joni, how you doing today? Oh. Uh, I hope audio can you is hear me working. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, now I can. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we got we got uh, co-producer Paul Lau and production assistant Matt Mori in the comments, watching, doing their thing, uh, helping us out. So let us know if there's any audio problems, guys, and. Uh, uh, we'll make sure to fix it on the fly. But Joni, how are you doing today? You doing good? All good. Super good. Awesome. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Saturday, but I feel like days have lost meaning. You know? I don't know what day it is ever anymore. Yeah. I'm just going with the flow. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I had a horrible dream the other day where I, in my dream, it was New Year's Eve uh, going into 2021. And in my dream, I was locked down for a whole year. And I was like, it's already 2021. This is crazy. I wasted a whole year. Um, but luckily, <laughs> I woke up and uh, it wasn't that bad. You know. Woke up into a nightmare? <laughs> yeah, out of, a night, out of a nightmare into a mostly nightmare, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. It's, it's what? It's February, right? Is that? I don't. Uh, what month is it? This is the longest February of my life. When <laughs> is my birthday? Hold on, I, don't, I don't even know. June. June. Hold on. June 13th. It's on my computer so I can cheat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I have my phone. I, it's not that I, I'm totally illiterate, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't help thank, much. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much uh, for coming on the show on a Saturday, uh, taking time out of your, out of your schedule. Um, I'm excited to hear what you think about everything, the whole, the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> the whole uh, thing, everything, all the yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's also not just me and you, Joni. Uh, we also got uh, owner of Comic Hero University. We got Enrique Munoz. Enrique, say hi. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Uh, you look so nice. Look at you with your Spider-Man beanie. I, I just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like it. I mean, it, it works. The whole, the whole aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah this you, is my little nightcap. I'm in my jam jams. Is that what a nightcap is? It is right now. It is for yeah. me. When, when you invited me in for a nightcap the other night, uh, that's what you meant? Yeah, I have, a, I have a, a Miles Morales one, and so that you can wear that one, I'll wear this one, and we can just go to go to uh take a nap together go, 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 to, go? Ta go to town uh okay <laughs> okay uh yeah yeah next, i gotta uh, go um <laughs> yeah. yeah tony i'm sorry i feel like there 
I feel like there's something going on here. Um, we'll we'll it's reschedule for another now. day. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, now the it's, it's now the thing, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, well, uh, Enrique, thanks uh, thanks for coming on the show. I know that you're uh, you're working at the shop right now. Um, but I think that's yeah. kind of that's you know that's kind of a cool aesthetic that we have for the show um, where you know you're going to be coming and going with the hustle and bustle of the comic book. Yeah. Industry. Oh yeah. It's going to be yeah. so busy. I'm going to have to fight people from coming inside the the store. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys uh, for both uh, showing up again on a Saturday, which is awesome. Of course. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, truth be told, we're going to finish this episode and be like, oh, yeah, there was more that I should have said. Uh, there was more we could have gone over. Oh, yeah. There will always be. Always. You know, especially with something um, mm-hmm. constantly evolving, uh, which is, you know, mm-hmm. the topic of our uh, uh, episode is uh, POC representation in comics. And now, POC, I had somebody ask me um, when I was I was talking about the episode, they were saying, what's POC? And, uh, uh, you know, people of color. I think it's a blanket term um, uh, to uh, talk about minorities when it comes to racial or ethnic groups. Um, and the fact is, uh, at least the stance that I have, I guess you can argue it, but I don't think it's a good argument. Uh, POC representation is important whether it's in comics and TV, uh, in cartoons, um, uh, in the fiction, in the stories that we tell. Uh, I think it's, it's super important because the world is more diverse than what it seems like in modern storytelling. And I think that like yeah. the stories that we tell need to reflect that. Um, and well, that, for- that's due to, yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry. sorry, what was oh, that, Jenny? Sorry, it's... it's- I think it's due to the media only choosing, you know, one certain race rather than representing all of them. Um, I think we're getting closer to it, which is really, really awesome. Like I'm seeing more people of color in media, but it's taken too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I personally feel like it's the um, sort of friends dynamic or the friends sales point where it's like, Everybody will watch Friends, uh, mm-hmm. but not everybody will watch uh, Living Single. Uh, you know mm-hmm. the all the all black show uh, with a very similar premise, right? Six friends. Uh, I think Living Single is six or five. But the point being is is that uh, uh, I think for widest market possible, they've had uh, uh, less diversity for that point, which I think speaks uh, doesn't speak very highly to people who. Um, who that's that's saying more about the majority than it is about minorities. The majority can't accept minority right. stories. Um, Enrique, right. from uh, from where you are, uh, uh, you know, both as a comic book fan as a com- comic shop owner, um, has that has have you noticed a shift recently? Oh, absolutely, man. There's there's uh, you know you go from you know say like eighties and nineties. Uh, comic books, uh, dominant white superheroes, and you look at what's on the stands now, uh, you've got, you know, just on the Marvel side of things alone, uh, you've got Riri Williams, uh, Black Iron Man, you've got Miles Morales, Black Spider-Man, 
um, you've got, uh, uh, they did this uh, whole new uh, team, Agents of Atlas, which was a creation, I think, in the 50s or 60s, yeah. um, which was a team that was led by Jimmy Woo, and you had like uh, Namorita and Venus and Gorilla Man and Robot Man and Mar- Mar- uh, Mar- Martian, Marvel Boy, Martian Boy, whatever yeah. his name is, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then they did a new Agents of Atlas, and they're all, you know, Asian American characters, uh, you know, uh, uh, Filipino, Korea, uh, Korean, uh, and I mean, there's just all kinds of uh, 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 different uh, characters that join that team. And then on DC side, you've got Naomi, you've got uh, uh, the one new character from the Green Lantern Corps uh, from the book Far Sector, whose name escapes me, but yeah, another, yeah. you know, black character. Um, you know, you've got Batwing, who's the Black Batman. You've got, uh, you know, so, I mean, there are so many different uh, characters that are coming yeah. out now that are, aren't just your, you know, typical 60s, 70s flavor. This is, you know, a character that is somebody outside your, outside your window. Right. I, I think that it's interesting. All these comics, uh, Superman was created in 1938, Batman 1939. Uh, back then, um, they never kept diversity in mind. It, uh, in fact, quite the opposite. They only allowed uh, white heroes, white male heroes, mm-hmm. right? Even Wonder Woman was a push to make into the mainstream. And like, even then, she, I think she started off as the Justice Society's uh, secretary. And it's like, yeah. it's yes. so weird. Um, but really, yeah, the, the push was to, to have uh, all white males. And so what we realized is that these stories that we're telling, that we're rebooting, that we're sliding into modern day still have those. So if you never change that um, or never uh, shift, tell different stories, then we're still just telling the same story over and over again. Um, right. right. Uh, um, I know that Tony. Sorry. So wasn't there, um, now you're, you're going to have to clarify the story for me because you're the comic pro, but uh, there was at one point they said, I want to say it's the Black Panther comics. They wanted more white people in it. And so the next uh, ser- or the next um, book, they put the KKK in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, I feel like. Does that sound even, familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly uh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, basically, the thought was that like an all black comic can't sell. Uh, we need more white characters Uh-oh. in it. You know, uh, do that, <laughs> and uh, it comes down to a certain key people in the industry. You know, sticking to their guns and um, uh, you know, yeah. doing telling the stories that they want to tell. Now, sure, is uh, uh, the beginning Black Panther run written by white authors yes uh does it get better when like ta-nehisi coates writes it or reginald hudland writes black panther yes because they're speaking uh, uh they're writing characters uh from their viewpoint uh that better reflect what that character is about um mm-hmm. but comics have, have, yeah. have mm-hmm. especially marvel over dc has, has been a little bit more historically uh progressive i think because um, mm-hmm. DC had a good 30 years on Marvel as far as like Marvel proper uh, where it's like white males all the time. Batman, Superman, Aquaman, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, 
these like random characters, they're all white males. Uh, the Flash, Green Lantern, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then Wonder Woman is their secretary. Uh, but Marvel kind of, I mean, mm-hmm. Marvel proper started in the 60s where there was the civil rights movement and, and people were becoming more progressive and X-Men starts to hit. X-Men. And it's about, you know, that's about diversity, even though the first right. like seven or eight members of X-Men are all white. But that's right. fine. Yeah. Well, and they had to use <laughs> mutants as the representation. Right. Yes. Yeah. So we're talking about like digestible, like right. morsels, right? You have to like, trick people into understanding. Right. <laughs> it's like putting cheese on broccoli, right? Like you got to get kids to eat yes. that broccoli. So you put some cheese on it. Maybe you put some butter, maybe you put some cheese <laughs> and you like get them yeah. to eat their veggies, you know? Oh yeah. my God. That's X-Men funny. was, was X-Men was kind of <laughs> like that. Uh, until yeah. X-Men was the cheese. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we can we could <laughs> <X-Men is the> <laughs> <cheese>. <laughs> uh, Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh, yes. What were what were things that you guys uh were like what were you separate than the whole representation thing, just in general, like what were some things that you guys were fans of as a kid? Um, like growing up. Um things were a little bit different, you know, when we were younger. Uh, what were things that you guys uh, really latched onto? Um, I have a funny background, which I think uh, definitely contributed to who I am today. Um, I, so uh, my mom's Filipino, my dad was in the military. So luckily I did have a lot of diversity brought into my life through, you know, moving from here to there to here to there. I've seen almost all cultures. um, But What's funny is, so my mom was born and raised in the Philippines. Uh, she passed when I was 10. Um, but she, it's okay, you know, I, I, it's, it's helped my journey through life. So I've learned a lot. Yeah. Um, but she was quite racist. Um, oh, okay. And my dad is like, it, yeah, so she, she's, she was super racist. I wasn't allowed to watch Fresh Prince as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I wanted to, and I snuck it anyways. Like I right. had the biggest crush on Urkel. So, oh, fa- fa- <laughs> like, wait, fa- Family Matters, Family Matters, and Fresh Prince. Because Family, family matters, matters and Fresh Prince are like my two top sitcoms. I couldn't watch either. Oh, okay. Couldn't watch okay. either of them, but yeah. I did anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to watch those. Um, my mom was terrified of black people. Um, I don't think she's ever seen any in the Philippines, so I think that's why. Yeah. Um, but my dad was, and it's kind of funny, my dad, who's super white, he's Dutch and German, mm-hmm. so as white as you can get, um, he really, truly enjoyed cultures and diversity. Like, if he ever goes to a store and sees someone, like a person of color, he's like, where are you from? <gasps> Your accent is beautiful. Where's that from? Oh, I would yeah. love to learn more. Like, he's just... He loves seeing the colors of the world. And it's just, it's been a huge inspiration to me. Um, When I was a kid, (laughs) we were driving through Atlanta and it's majority uh, black community. We went to this mall because my mom wanted to go shopping. She wanted to go shopping. There's a mall. Let's go to the mall. We go to the mall. Everyone there is black, except for my family. My mom straight up, we need to leave right now. I need to leave. I need to go. I need to go. Yeah. But my dad, 
he he crouches down next to him. He's like, isn't this so cool? We're the minorities right now. Like, how does that feel? Isn't that cool? Like, look at this. Like, you, you don't get to see this as often. Isn't this beautiful? And so that stuck with me my whole life. That's like, awesome. Seeing, That's awesome. Celebrating cultures and colors and just how beautiful and different the world is, um, especially the ones that you don't get to experience. You don't get to experience with the you know, it, I live in Utah. It's as white as white can get. Oh, Holy yeah. cow, I miss diversity. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I travel so much. <laughs> yeah. That. Uh, Sorry, you're cutting out. What was that? Oh, no, I mean, I, I, was, I was agreeing with you. I don't think I said anything <laughs> wor- of note, uh, you know. I was, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sorry, hold on. Not like, wait, what did you say? Okay. All right. I think you're good. No, now you're frozen. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. no now no, you're not she's frozen. Working. You're fine. You're now, fine. Now you're, you're fine. fine. You're We're fine. good now. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Uh, Sorry. What yeah. did you say? Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't. I was essentially saying I didn't say anything, you know? Uh, oh. Because <laughs> I, yeah. We were just way. listening to your story. Yeah. It's a beautiful story. Uh, um, <laughs> I think, I yeah, I think that, like, acceptance of diversity starts off young, right? And that it's amazing that you had both kind of sides of that spectrum. Uh, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I think that like certain people that don't have both sides of the spectrum, if they have the less accepting side, uh, you're gonna have to break those habits. And sometimes it's very tough to break right. those habits. Yeah. Um, like I live, I live in Orange County. Um, and, uh, it's primarily, uh, primarily white and growing up, my experience is different than if I lived in LA, uh, it would have been different, but the same, I guess what, uh, is the same, no matter what timeline I'm in is that like, I'm me. Right. And like, I, that's all I can like, that's all I am, I guess. Right. And I, I, that, that'll never change. And so like, I don't know, personal experiences. Uh, it was interesting. I guess it was interesting growing up. Uh, Enrique, uh, you got any, anything to add growing up? Yeah, man. Um, I, I would say that uh, both my parents are, are very similar to Joni's father. Uh, they were always very accepting of other cultures. Uh, despite the fact that I feel like uh, my parents might be a little racist to Asians. Yeah, uh, we grew up in a we grew up in a uh, you know Mexican neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to public school, and you know public schools are you know just a hodgepodge of of cultures: black, white, Asian, Martian, whatever. We were all there. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Martian. I remember our. Well, I mean, we were I, all I missed out. Aliens at one point, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. But uh, but yeah, my my. Uh, my parents uh, used to babysit these two little Asian boys and we would go to uh, school together. I just remember, uh, I think his name was Jerry. Uh, we would sit in the car and he would cry all the way to school because he was afraid that we were abducting him or something. And uh, uh, like, you know, growing up, I'm, uh, my, I'm the youngest of four. Okay. And then growing up, uh, my siblings, uh, I don't know. I, mean, I think I feel like maybe they had a little bit of an issue with 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 different colors and cultures. I I I never cared personally. Uh, you know, I'm just little you know Afro boy going to school and just making friends with anybody who wants to play marbles with me. 
Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 you, you get bullied a lot as a kid, but that's just because, you know, you just want to goof around with everybody else. It is, you know, as childhood go, mine was fairly normal until I hit the second grade. Mm. I had uh, my teacher in the second grade uh, told me that I wasn't going to amount to anything in life because I couldn't speak English. I was a Spanish speaker uh, growing up and I had a hard time uh, reading and comprehending the English language. Speaking was, you know, broken. I knew what few words that I knew to kind of get across. Now, she wasn't wrong. I think the way she went across it was a little much, um, but it was it was those words that kind of sparked uh, kind of lit this fire in me that I was like, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think that she's wrong, but here I am seven year old me already thinking like, man, I got to really work on myself in order to have some kind of a future. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was, it was in that time that, that my dad gave me a dollar, uh, and I went into a liquor store and I bought my very first comic book. And it was the comic book that, you know, taught me how to speak, you know, English that by the end of my second grade year, uh, I was reading at a third grade level. My speaking was a little screwed up still, but I was able to read and comprehend at the very least. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, it's one of but, the easiest yeah, ways to learn a language. I agree. Comics. Pictures yeah. and words. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that. I think it's a very big big deal for a lot of youngsters out there, and I feel like a lot of educators kind of overlook it because it's not, you know, a uh, uh, classic literature or it's not uh, something that meets the requirements, uh, the standards of the schools. But I'm like, you know, a lot of these kids, there's, there's a large number of them that aren't going to get this stuff unless you put it in a comic book format. If you're teaching the kids, the, the, the man in the iron mask, guess what? This comic book that I'm read it. Oh yeah. Visual yeah. learning. I mean, yeah. just like we said, X-Men just, yeah. it, it's taught you things that you probably wouldn't need. Watchmen is a seconds. huge one that I learned about. Uh, yeah, huge. Yeah, because yeah. I I didn't know about um, Black Wall Street until I watched Watchmen. I was like, right. Why wasn't I taught this in school? Like I'm I'm pissed that I was not right. taught this in school. Right. Um, and the, I, the, so it it teaches you a lot. Yeah, the Watchmen HBO show. Like yes. we we need. <laughs> those type of stories being told oh yeah Mar is it marvel illustrated is that what it is enrique it's it's classics it's classics illustrated okay classics and illustrated. uh you know comic books man comic books look at yeah. look, look at all these different titles that they have yeah i mean i mean i can't the, see all of them the but yeah. well here look look you got uh shakespeare's a midsummer night's dream oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah and then there's uh, that's real blurry and stuff but War of the Worlds, Oliver Twist, Robin Hood, Man in the Iron Mask, Romeo and Juliet. I mean, classic literature in a comic book format. Yeah. Kids will read this. Yeah. And, and Enrique, when we had you on the show last time, you, you're doing amazing stuff with your comic shop. You're giving books to kids, uh, helping, yeah. helping them, you know, uh, learn through comic books, especially during quarantine uh, with your Pay It Forward mm -hmm. program. Um, and uh, we were talking how, like, there's certain words and certain concepts that like we think back and that's something we learned from comics like x-men specifically got me like super interested in genetics and like how genes work. Yes. And, like, oh my I, gosh yes yeah. the yeah. fact that movies haven't gone into it makes me so angry <laughs> right right and like what what's uh, <gasps> it's like and then x-men also got me into like the whole i mean just obviously like the whole like mutant 
rights, uh, uh, the mutant rights thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's an analog for, for what we're, you know, what people deal with. Yeah, that and we sure, look different, but we're all the same. Right. And it's like, it's easy Martin to King point. Jr. Yeah. It's easy to point at a group <laughs> of people and like uh, say one thing or another. But I feel like representation is super important because we need to be able to see those stories being told to understand that like people are still human. Like not everybody has yeah. a neighbor that's somebody different. Like a lot of people have neighbors that are the same as them. And like, it's like, your neighborhood and that's, that's all you see. Right. And it's like your community and you know, you're blind to anything else. Just like, for example, when families are uh, uh, anti-gay and they have a, a gay child and that child doesn't know how to deal with it. it. They sometimes. don't want to have to deal with it. Uh, it's, you know, they've never dealt with that it's sort of child, thing before. Dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so yeah. Yeah. I think diversity is important and we need to be able to tell those stories uh, to kind of get a broader view that like not all mutants are bad, right? Right? Wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge yeah. from right. X-Men. Uh, and so just yeah. like that, it's like, there might, I think like a big thing in, in X-Men is like, your son could be a mutant. Your like your neighbor right. could be a mutant and it's supposed to instill fear. Right. But from my point of view, it's supposed to like, that's supposed to be empathetic, right? Your son could be a mutant. Your neighbor could be a mutant, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and, and how do you that's deal why with we it? need it in the media. We need to see that on TV because if we don't see it in our own neighborhood, it doesn't apply to us. Right. And you shouldn't need somebody who you personally love or somebody you personally see in front of you. You shouldn't need that to be right. able to step inside their shoes or to care about those people. Right. Right. Uh, unfortunately, some but media people helps do. with that. Yeah, and media helps mm -hmm. with that. Some, sometimes, unfortunately, the only way people get the point across is like, yes, if somebody in their family is a certain way, like, like misogynists and. Uh, 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 you know, men who are sexist and, and demeaning towards women suddenly have a daughter. And now suddenly they're, they're like, oh my God, my daughter could be dealing with. Sometimes it takes having a daughter to do that. I don't like that. I wish they would have learned their lesson earlier, but you know, right. sometimes. But it, as long as they get there, that's the important thing. <laughs> right. Um, did you guys notice a lack of diversity in the shows that you watched when you were younger? Um, for me personally, uh, it's funny that you had talked about like family matters was a huge deal to me. Uh, I've loved family matters. I've seen every episode and we've talked about this on the key before how, like, like I know a, a lot about family matters. Like it's just the weirdest thing. And like, uh, fresh Prince was a big thing in the shows that I watch. And like, these are, are, uh, diverse shows that, that talk about, uh, specific topics that aren't talked about in friends you know um and i'm sorry i keep picking you on friends. Say it. white people shows white people shows um uh and friends did not think over 10 years to add anyone diverse they had aisha tyler's character and then they had ross's girlfriend in season one and that was like it that was yeah. the only i loved her people of color and that was it in mm -hmm. 10 years uh, and that was a conscious choice, and uh, I'm not really a big fan of that. Friends is funny, it's cool, yeah. but uh, you know, 
Uh, but did you guys notice uh, lack of diversity in the shows that you guys watched when you were younger? I'm trying to think back to like the cartoons and such that I watched yeah. as a kid. Um, yeah. And, you know, like He-Man was the one white hero and all the heroes that hung out with He-Man were all white people. But then, you know, you had Skeletor and Beastman and all those other guys. They're all monsters. I mean, you don't know what the color <laughs> they are underneath. Uh, I, but I identify I, as a person of color. You don't know what Beastman and Stinkor look like if you shave yeah. their fur off, you know? Yeah. Like, who the heck knows? Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, but then you have a show like, say, G.I. Joe. And G.I. Joe was very inclusive of multiple different races. Mm. Um, despite the fact that, you know, yeah, you had the lead guy who was a white male. So, you know, if you're a general, you have to be white. But if you're a soldier, you could be anyone with color. And I'm, I'm you know, just saying. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, the main guy in charge was white. Everybody else was, you know, uh, other. Uh, you know, Snake Eyes, we knew was Asian, but we didn't know what Asian you just knew he was Asian and you never saw uh, his face had, like, right? rolled... you never saw his face ever ever I, I I feel like only in the movies did we ever see his face from the cartoons we never saw his face he never spoke so realistically we never knew wh who he was underneath that like I think it was until the comic books that we actually learned that Snake Eyes was Asian yeah um, and I just, had, I just uh, knew that know, he had... was a compulsive gambler you know yeah <laughs> Snake yep. Eyes I mean that's how he got his name <laughs> uh, those were the only words he ever said. He was gambling with Duke through the through the dice snake eyes. Oh, that's your name. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, catchy. Uh, I will never open my mouth again, is what he said. And oh. That was, that was how we got his name. Uh, Paul Paul but, in uh, the comments. Uh, sorry, co-producer Paul uh, says that snake eyes was white, storm shadow was Asian. Interesting. So it was only in the movies and then they must have turned him Asian then, I guess. No, no, he was white. Um, he was a little white kid in the movies. I remember that. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, Ray Park played him in the film, right? Ray Park played him underneath the mask, yeah. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't really remember. so talented. Yeah. Yeah, I like Ray Park. Speaking right. of Ray Park, uh, Darth Maul's movie, um, uh, it, it wasn't diverse. It was, it was racism. <laughs> Wait, uh, which, which... I mean... Star Wars. The, oh, the, yeah. Oh, uh, Phantom Menace. My generation of Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. My generation of Star Wars. We had um, a, a Jew that liked money. We had is that, is Asians with the worst Asian. Yeah. yeah. And we had okay. Asians with the worst Asian accents you could think of. Right. And it's the like, trade federation. This is a diversity. <laughs> this is racist. Yeah. Well, uh, something that, that, These are that caricatures. I about. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, just uh, I'll, I'll let okay. you continue. But basically, uh, what, I, what I talk about is that when it comes to science fiction, when it comes to science fiction humans, they tend to be white. And then science fiction tries to show diversity through their alien races or their fantasy races. Uh, but when it comes to humans in science fiction and fantasy, the humans are white. And then, like, Star Wars... We'll take analogs for races, and I mean not only Star Wars, like Lord of the Rings, will like make uh, races different analogs. But uh, what I constantly say is that like like science fiction and fantasy would rather see blue and green races than black and brown faces. Yeah. Right. And it's right. like yeah. that's their Again, diversity. Easy to digest. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so you're bringing up Watto and the uh, the Trade Federation, and that that's true, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, they're caricatures of these races not properly they, being represented. Yeah. Right, and they can get away with uh, going to stereotypes because, hey, it's an alien. It's not specifically this or yeah. that. So we're, we're I can go say f- that. Those yeah. are your words. Yeah, those <laughs> your, this is an alien. This is what the alien sounds like. Yeah. Is, yeah. No, if you took offense, that's because you're sensitive. Asian. No. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't like when people flip the script on people for calling out racism and saying only racists call out racism. You know, that's like, no. I like, we know our I, stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. That, that's like, uh, I have a dark saying, sense of humor. I know. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like saying like only, only firefighters are arsonists. I don't I, like mm-hmm. only arsonists can fight fires. Now it sounds like Smokey the Bear. Yeah. Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> but like, <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul says the banking clan had long noses. Uh, mm-hmm. You deal a lot of this with it, like science fiction and fantasy, like the the dwarves uh, being Jewish or the goblins in Harry Potter being Jewish, and they're not explicitly stated mm-hmm. to be Jewish, but that right. is the analog they the that they're given. And- you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that doesn't count as representation, dang it. No, no it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Because yeah. when you're a young child, at least from my point of view, as a young child, uh, I didn't see anyone that looked like me on TV. Uh, and the closest that I got were like Family Matters, Fresh Prince. Like those are the ones that resonated with me. Um, two characters that I've been called growing up is Urkel and Carlton. And like, those that's literally family matters and fresh prints and so like those like resonated with me they were both great characters um but uh i i met rampage jackson um the mma fighter rampage jackson and Mm -hmm. he he literally was like you know who you remind me of and i'm like yes and he's like do the dance and i'm like i don't oh my god Uh, I don't want to. Uh, why? <laughs> why? Yeah, I thought That's I, too funny. I, I regret it. I, I did not do the dance, and I should have done the dance, and I think it would have been cool to do the dance with him. But uh, whatever. That's Rampage. Rampage is fine. He's cool. Uh, yeah. Anyway, point being is, uh, it took me a while. Uh, first time I, like, uh, a, a character uh, resonated with me, animated character was Aladdin, right? And that's when, like, Disney started doing more diverse movies, telling movies from different mm-hmm. cultures instead of, like, Eurocentric mm-hmm. stuff. And people yeah. might wonder why it matters. And I think that, like... It matters so much. It matters. I, I think that, like, seeing someone you look like gives you hope for things that you can do, right? Like, well, it, it shows that you exist. It validates yeah. your culture. Right. It, it validates... And like, like Agrabah is not my culture, but like there was something cool about Aladdin uh, that was different that hadn't been shown before that like really resonated mm-hmm. with, me, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and the ethnic music and yeah, the colors and the, it was yeah. different. Oh my goodness, um, I, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. But yeah, the, the the music. Me and my husband were talking about this the other day. Is that we haven't really had ethnic music brought into D 
Disney movies in a while. Like we had the Lion King that had like African essence to it. Yeah. We had uh, Aladdin that had that um, essence to it. And, and we yeah. had Mulan that had that essence to it. And I kind yeah. of missed that. Sorry, uh, continue. That was, Mo <laughs> that was uh, Moana. Moana went the extra <laughs> mile and had Polynesian had Polynesian language in their songs, which like I thought was mm -hmm. you know amazing. Uh, Lilo and Stitch. Oh yeah, the little Hawaiian thing. I think Disney tries, and sure, it's a big mega corporation. And I think in the whole scheme of things, they're thinking about what sells. But they're again like Marvel back in the sixties. Like the writers care. Maybe the executives don't care, but the writers care, just like with Disney, yeah. you know? Um, mm -hmm. And I think, like, yeah. these stories yeah. wouldn't be told if people weren't pushing for them. Um, right. Well, and we, could... that's why we need white allies a lot. We need, right. they're the most important ones because they're the only ones who are listened to at this right. point. So that's what makes them so important to this movement. Right. And it isn't a white savior thing, because I think that uh, hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully it's not. Uh, but that can come up sometimes. It's not like, oh, look at the, uh, uh, you know, I pity the people that, that need protection. I shall go save them. Only I can save them. But Wait, nice. uh, No. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, but I think that like having allies, we're on the same page here. We're moving towards progression, uh, moving towards representation. They're the speakerphone. Right. And sometimes you need that, you know, you know, you need a billboard to get your point. You need to yes. amplify. Um, sometimes, yeah. Enrique, what did you, what did, I mean, you were talking about He-Man growing up and everything. What was the first, like, big thing that resonated with you that showed diversity? Oh, my Lord, Lord. Uh, that, that the first time I actually even noticed it. Yeah, the first time you noticed it. Because I'll be honest, when <clears throat> I was a kid, I didn't necessarily notice it. Because, like, Spider-Man and Batman were yeah, my me... biggest, like, people, right? They were my two favorite characters. Same. You know? Yeah, same. Uh you know, I can't say, to, to be completely honest, man, like, uh, again, I kind of grew up in this little Mexican bubble outside of, you know, the interactions I had with cultures and, in, in school. Yeah. Um, and the only, the, the thing I remember as a kid growing up uh, is something very similar to you, is there weren't any Mexican guys. But, uh, you know, like, realistically, it never really bothered me just because I... I, I associated so much uh, with Spider-Man uh, that, yeah. like, you know, Spider-Man might have been a white guy, but I always grew up thinking I could be that guy too because we're very similar. Yeah. Uh, so him being a white guy never, never one cro once crossed my mind into being like, I can never be Spider-Man, you know. And then we fast forward twenty, thirty years, and here we got a little uh, half black, half Latino kid who is now, you know, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, but I mean. To, to be to be completely honest, brother, uh, as as a young boy, even a teenager, um, I never really paid attention to uh, diversity in TV and comics. It, it, it was nothing. It was never anything that crossed my mind. Other than on an occasion, uh, I remember I would get coloring books, and yeah. uh, you know we're poor, and we only had the box of eight crayons, right? Mm. So yeah. I would have the crayons and I would be like, okay, well, I've got, you know, the brown crayon for my black friends and, you know, my, my brown friends. Uh, I don't have a crayon for my white friends. 
Uh, so I would use the orange crayon for the white friends. And I was like, that's not really the, the color that my white friends should look like. But that was the closest thing I had. And that right. was the Weird only that, uh, time. That was the only later. time. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy. Somebody, uh, somebody uh, got a bunch of freckles or something. But uh, ultimately, like, uh, that was probably the only time I ever really noticed that, like, you know, skin tone, you know, or, or skin color. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that this one skin color wasn't represented by Crayola and it yeah. wasn't mine. It was the majority wasn't, you know, and then it was only when yeah. you get the 72 box. Like, ah, I've got peach. That works. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Did you but, see but, that uh, Crayola came out with a skin tone box of colors? Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah, they really? no. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll link it in the chat real quick. It, yeah. it made me so happy to see that because I've always wanted that as a kid. Yeah, because there's yeah. just so many, and all you got was like white, and you can kind of mix it with brown, but that didn't work. <laughs> right, right, right. I uh, I used to teach kids, and I used to have to, you know, I had my like a bag of colored pencils and crayons that I used to bring, uh, mm -hmm. and I would like I got the kids like. It wasn't that big of a deal. Kids pick up things really easy. Uh, and sometimes it's like that pressure of the outside world don't necessarily apply to them to like be weird and racist and whatever. So they're still young. And like mm -hmm. find like it got to a point where like, yeah, they were they were using the peach and they were matching skin tones of what like uh, what different things were. And like it was really cute, actually, for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We we I taught them how like to draw a face and like draw that and like they do like a really good job uh, and i think that they like picked that up and i would draw them different superheroes and like i would draw black mm -hmm. panther and then i would and then i would color it and like um like different things and so i think they learned uh i don't want to pat myself on the back here but like i think like i did at least a little bit to like get them to push them forward like as five to like six-year-olds they were like young yeah so. yeah, yeah. You know, well, that's an uh, important time of development. Uh -huh. They should be exactly. learning about race and the the acceptance that we should have for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Important. I agree. <laughs> right. Um, Joni, you're a big fan of Star Trek. Did like Star Trek <laughs> was on the forefront of like a lot of uh, uh, things, uh, whether it's science, uh, you know, in science fiction or even diversity. It shows a utopia, right? Um, this like pretty utopian future uh and the original series like has like zulu and and uh uhura uh did that resonate with you growing up watching star trek oh um i i grew up watching star trek with my dad and when i was a kid i thought it was nerdy and i was embarrassed to watch it yeah but <laughs> it helped me more um i started watching it again when i was uh 19 yeah um and that I, I grew up pretty conservative when I was uh, younger. Like, okay. um, um, I'm not saying like we we weren't racist or anything like that. Um, but I wasn't as like open minded to to change and other um, experiences in life. Yeah. You know, I only knew my experiences, and that was all that was really important. Yeah. Not to say that conservative stuff all they think about just my experience. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, watching Star Trek. Um, I, I kind of got obsessed because I started with original series and okay. saw that um, I learned that Uhura and Kirk, uh, they they were one of the, the first uh, like 
nationwide scene uh, mixed race kiss. Yeah. And that, that was, that was, or interracial kiss, sorry, interracial kiss. It was, it, and that's so important because not only was it in a time where that totally wasn't okay, totally wasn't widely accepted. Um, it, it, it was the point that if you watch the episode or if you haven't watched the episode, they basically um, were under control of this like mastermind magical power dude. Um, and they, he forced them to kiss and, and she was so uncomfortable and, you know, it was an uncomfortable thing, which made it easier to digest that these two people didn't want to kiss, but it was going to happen. And so they kind of tricked TV into letting them have this kiss on national television. And it's so, so important. Um, Uhura was a huge Im important uh, role model in the media. Um, Martin Luther King even thought so. If you haven't heard this story, I'm very surprised because it's a very popular story. But um, yeah. Uhura was called by Martin Luther King um, because she was going to leave. She wanted to pursue a singing career. Um, but he called her up, personally called her up and said, you cannot leave the show. You're changing the world. And she really was. I mean, I mean to have representation on the, on TV, even if she was just in the background, Gene Roddenberry tried to put her in every scene that he could just to to show that this is the future we could have if we just tried hard enough. Like right. this is normal. Like the, this isn't a problem. Like you can see that these people are capable, they're smart, they're important. And it, it was just an example of the future. And so to be able to use fantasy and sci-fi, um, I, I like to call it science future rather than science fiction because everything that happens in Star Trek is slowly, slowly, slowly happening in the real world. Right. So that, that's that's something that we can look forward to, thankfully. But um, it it just it meant a lot to me at, at 19. Um, I watched there's an episode on Next Gen called The Outcast, and I hope everybody in the entire world watches that episode because it's horribly, horribly important. Um, it's, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm, I'm probably going to have to. It's been out since like the 80s, so yeah. this is your own yeah. fault. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I was going to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the gist of it. <laughs> there is, so uh, Riker is like the Captain Kirk of the, the new ship. He is, you know, slutty McGee, sleeping with everybody, whatever. Yeah. Super suave. Yeah. Um. He can never so sit on a Riker, chair properly. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, does he get the ladies. So yeah. there's this there's this one species that cut, they come into uh, contact with um, that is uh, gender neutral, I want to say. Like they don't have male or female. They're, they're just one being, which mm -hmm. is interesting on its own. Yeah. Um, and he falls in love with one of them. Um, and she is uh, played by a woman, but is supposed to, you know, has kind of like a boyish haircut, just a very yeah. kind of blank uh, canvas of a, of a person. But, but you know she's female. Um, but in the show, uh, they are lobotomized if they show any traits leaning to one side or the other, male or female. Um, so she starts uh, confiding in Riker saying, well, I, I feel like I kind of identify it as, as more female. But if I bring that up, I'll be shoved into this, uh, you know, containment center and, 
you know, shock therapy and all that stuff. And yeah. um, basically, so you have to watch it till the end. It's a very good episode. That's okay. basically it. But it shows you in a way that um, both characters are white, you know, Riker and this um, non-binary being is white. Um, she's played by a female, but it, because if it was played by a male, you'd turn it off and you wouldn't listen to it because that's too hard to digest right now. Right. But it does explain to you ex explicitly, this is a non-binary character, male or female, it doesn't have one, but it's leaning towards female. So Riker is falling for some, some, someone that is either or, yeah. but it makes it easier to digest because she's leaning female, but it shows you that, um, how how wrong it is to place somebody in a box they just don't fit in and that can right. be translated not only to um you know lgbtq um uh race it could be just translated into anything there's so many things that you can apply star trek to and that helped me accept um uh marriage between you know man and man woman and woman right. like that helped me accept that and digest that because it made me realize that just because I'm not experienced, I probably never will. Doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't exist and they don't deserve the same rights as myself. Yeah. So that was a super important episode for me, but huge, uh, I, huge things that changed my mind and my adult life. I, I think you bring up a couple. Star Trek. What'd you say Enrique? Way to go. Star Trek. Yeah. Well, Star Trek pushed a lot of those. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I think you bring up a lot of great points, Joni. Uh, one of which I think is a big thing that kind of forms uh, my tenets of philosophy or whatever, is that like when people say, I did this, anyone can do this. Uh, but not in an inspirational way, but in a... Um, in a put-down sort of way. Condescending, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not like, oh... I was the first uh, uh, brown astronaut. Any like now, people can live up to that. That's great. That's more optimistic. But I mean, in the sort of thing like, I didn't, I didn't care growing up. Uh, you know that blah blah blah. So why do you care? You know what I mean. And so a lot of people like go that way. Uh, uh, but like everybody's different, right? Every like like what you said, like. Everybody comes at it from a different uh, 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 point. Everybody's progression is a little bit different. Uh, and, like, we're all on our different journeys of the same place, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Uh, if that makes any sense. I don't know if I'm talking down my ass or not, but, like, you know. No, okay. no, you totally make sense. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, like, so if, if people have – if the writers have to make it digestible, I can't blame the people that – I can't blame the people that like maybe didn't live. They lived in a homogenous society, a homogenous community, and had to learn race relations from X Men. Like I can't blame them for not having that personal experience. But like, if X Men taught them that, like X Men taught them that, and like that's their growth. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I would love for men to treat women better, regardless of whether they have a daughter or not, or regardless of whether they think that like. This is someone's sister that I'm like, like uh, assaulting. Like, no, uh, like mm -hmm. I'd rather them not assault people and like know that right. and kind of go use that. But like, damn, if if the lesson is learned, then the lesson's learned, I guess, from wherever. Right. Just yeah. learn the damn lesson, yeah. you know? 
yeah, as long as you get there, just get there. <laughs> just yeah. get there, yeah, just get there. What are what are um like some big uh really representative characters of color, uh, whether it's in comics or uh, uh, whether it's in, in fiction in general, storytelling. Like, what are big characters that popped out uh, to you guys, whether it's growing up or even in modern day? Well, uh, again, like, even to this day, I can't think of a single really strong Mexican superhero. Um, like Superman level strong or like, well, not, 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 not by strength, but, 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 but what I mean is uh, mainstream popularity, right. yeah. you know? So like, I can't, I can't see any one Mexican superhero that I would be like, here's Spider-Man. Here's this Mexican guy, you know, right. they're on the uh, same level of that. They're on the same level yeah. of, you know, uh, but, but like, the first time I actually noticed, like, here is a really strong person of color, and they're doing awesome with it, was the Black Panther when the film came out. And, I mean, again, like, this is fairly recent. But when the film came out, there were advertisements for uh, Halloween. And there was uh -huh. a little, you know, Black Panther. Uh, and they didn't have a black boy in the costume. They had a little white boy yeah. in the costume. Yeah. And I was I, – I found that to be – interesting uh for a couple reasons one i was like hmm, why didn't they put the little black boy in the, in the costume but you know like here was one of the times where like i felt like this is what you know us younger you know in my generation people of color were were, were saying all along like anybody could be this one superhero so right. anybody can be the black panther but for me, I was like, well, why didn't they do that when I was a kid? They're doing it now with the Black Panther. And here you got this black guy. Yeah. And, like, white people can be the Black Panther, too. Well, yeah, certainly you can, you know. Why can't a black kid be Captain America? Right. Why don't you, at this point in an advertisement, put a little black in the Captain America costume? Right. You know, right. That, that, exactly. that, that is, that, that's, that's, that's the point, you know. But, yeah. And it wasn't until the Black Panther that I was like, here you've got this really, you know, uh, uh, a strong uh, uh, character, a, a really powerful person of color. A lot of kids are associating themselves with this one guy. And, 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 but it wasn't just the little black kids. It was the little white kids and the little Asian kids, and, you know. And, and, and here is like, this is something that I've been waiting for for a good long time is, you know, the Black Panther is going to wind up paving the road for – uh, Hollywood to see like, hey, dude, it doesn't have to just be Captain America, Thor, and you know Iron Man, dude. You could, you've got all these other choices of characters right. that will bring, you know, uh, that will put butts in seats, that'll bring kids to the stores to read the books, uh, and it doesn't matter what color you are. And I and I kind of got all of that from the one ad of the little white boy in the Black mm -hmm. Panther costume. I. I think it's inspirational. I, I, I do think I do have mm -hmm. mixed feelings about that. Uh, Me too. Uh, Me too. Yeah. You know, yeah. personally, um, I, I, I have mixed feelings about that. Um, oh, man, it's so complicated. Uh, I think it's, yeah. it's awesome. It's good on one end, and it's just terrible on the other. Like, I, I'm right, with exactly. you. I'm with you. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, if it was it's, across it's, the board, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> 
with, with all things being equal, then wouldn't it be lovely? We can all share everything and there wouldn't have yes. that stigma. Yes. And, but right. race, race isn't reflexive because of the history, the experiences, it isn't interchangeable. So when people say, if a black guy can be Captain America, why can't a white guy be Black Panther? It's not reflexive. It, it doesn't work that same way. Um, that being said, a kid is a kid. And I would never chastise a kid for dressing up in whoever they, whoever he wants. Like that. I hate seeing I that on the internet. I hate that. Yeah. Who's gonna yell at a kid? Like, calm down. You know. Uh, but at the same time, like Party uh, City, uh, Party City should probably get a little black kid to be Black Panther for their costume. You know, like. Yeah. Or get more in different costumes, but yeah, need equal representation for all kids. Right. Right. Uh, but modeling, uh, you know, kid models, kid actors, all that stuff, like uh, even not kids, adults, uh, it tends to be primarily white. So we get this, you know, we get white storm. You don't wash out when the I, camera I, flash goes off. Yeah, I, I saw white storm, like uh, a costume for a storm. And it was, it was a white girl in it. And it was like, you couldn't have, like, come on. Right? Like, we don't need just... Uh, There's just no black women out there? You just couldn't find right. one. Right. Uh, so, uh, uh, that's tough. And I think that something that's interesting in the cosplay community, in the geek community, when we, when we you know, go to cons and everything, uh, uh, there's a lot of people of color, cosplayers of color, that are chastised for, for playing white characters. Um, and you know Asian. they're net. Sorry, <laughs> they're most of the time it's anime characters. Yeah, and they're Asian. <laughs> yeah, uh, t tell me uh, about that. Like, I I'm sure I'm sure you know more more about that than me, Joni. Uh, but I feel like there's a weird weird double standard that presents itself as a not double standard, and it's this weird like. No, that's just that's just racist being assholes. Right. <laughs> it's seriously, I I love seeing different takes on characters. My favorite Wonder Woman I've seen has been a black woman, um, or sorry, not Wonder Woman. It was, uh, mm, was Carol it Danvers. Oh, uh, Ms. Marvel. Marvel. Captain Marvel. Miss Marvel. Thank you. Captain Marvel. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Anyways, she had um, like these, this curly hair, but it went from like the, the dark brown to a blonde. And it was beautiful. Holy cow. And that's been my favorite um, version of the character. Like, you can take and celebrate your culture and cosplay. Like, right. you don't have to that's be. That's the point. Exactly. Like, what do you expect them to do? White face? No. Black face right. is not okay. White right. face isn't okay. Like, just be who you are and just wear the outfit. Like, it, 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 it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. And when people, like, it's put it cosplay. down, like. Thank you. Yeah. Like, if you want to change, uh, I mean, for instance, I'm very, very small framed. I'm pretty flat chested, and I want to cosplay Tomb Raider. Well, she has big boobies. I don't. I and and people constantly bring it up, like, oh, well, you don't have the boobs to play her. I don't really care. Like, it's yeah. the same thing. Like, oh, well, your skin's not white. Well, who the f cares? Like this is this is a fictional character. These aren't right. real. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We're playing here. Let us play. Good Change gracious. the color color scheme on your TV, and it will be me. 
Exactly. It's just, yeah. ugh. <laughs> yeah. It frustrates me how, how much people have to go through just by being the skin color that they are. It, it frustrates me because they, they make these beautiful costumes. They work hours and hours, and they're far more talented than I'll ever be, but they don't get the credit because they're skin. Seriously? Yeah. Right. You're just yeah. going to throw away all their hard work because they're black. Right. Right. Or like, or we yeah. do this whole thing where it's like uh, 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 Asian cosplayers playing uh, white characters, but then white and getting chastised for that. Uh, and then white cosplayers playing Asian characters and just going about their day. Like it's this weird double standard, essentially stating that if you're white and you're a cosplayer, you could just do any character, right? Whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be white blade. Yeah, yeah. Check me out. Uh, that's what's frustrating. Is it's a double standard. Right. It, it, yeah, it's a double standard trying to present itself as like equality. Everyone, but it's not. It's this weird thing. It's not. There's so many layers. There's so many layers to it. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, there, there was a thing a couple years ago about um, a cosplayer. I think a European cosplayer dressing up as Michonne from Walking Dead. And I, saw that. Mm -hmm. I think doing blackface and just stating mm -hmm. that she was she's just a fan of Michonne and she wants to do Michonne. And I think that people don't realize there's a historical precedent. Uh, like it doesn't stand alone on its own. Like there is a context for that right. in which like right. don't do blackface. Like I think that's pretty straight yeah. across the board. Like don't do blackface. Don't yeah. do brown don't yeah. do brown face either. Don't do brown face. Like yeah. I don't like that. Uh uh Disneyland hires do a lot white of face, because that's okay. I I okay. I think it's complicated huh? and <laughs> bothers me so much. <laughs> I, I, I do I do think it's complicated, and from my personal opinion, it depends on what you're using white face for. When Chappelle does it to show satire. Uh, uh, I think it's acceptable. Comedy uh, is my Eddie one Murphy, exception. You know, uh, when Eddie Murphy yes. did it, uh, it, it, it's showing a point. Because also, there isn't a historical precedent of like minorities dressing up like white uh, people in order to put down white people and to keep them in their place. You know, to right. like they've yeah. never had that. Yeah. So the oppression angle, the oppression angle of white face is non-existent. Blackface was mm -hmm. oppression uh yellow right. face right. was oppression like mm -hmm. you can't you weren't able to act if you were black and asian you can't do those movies and they would then dress up white people like that so there's a historical mm -hmm. precedent for that yeah john wayne playing genghis khan uh in uh, a genghis khan movie that was john wayne uh yeah. genghis khan uh, is is different than Eddie Murphy or Dave Chappelle or the Waynes brothers doing white chicks. It's different. It's different. It has a different historical precedent. And that's my personal opinion yeah. right. on that. Now, do I think I'm the type of comedian to do white face? No. Like, I don't think that that's not me, personally. Uh, mm -hmm. But I don't think there's ever a reason to do blackface. And I think that if a white cosplayer wants to play Michonne, I think that there's a way to play Michonne without being like, oh, Michonne's big thing is her being black. No, Michonne's big thing is right. not her being exactly. black. Exactly. 
Michonne's big thing you is you can being honor a the badass. character without changing your skin. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, I, you know, it's that. Yeah, Joni. I've I've cosplayed as Uhura before, and she has a bouffant hairstyle um, at some point. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the that's the one that I decided to go for. Um, but I didn't change my skin color. I didn't yeah. change anything. I just I wore the costume and I had her skin I would not wear I don't think that's appropriate at all. Yeah. Um, but I mean maybe I would I would start I would curl my hair and have, you know, my white version of right. her. But like I, I wanna honor this character. I want her to to be represented, you know, as much as possible by any color really, because she's such an important character to not only, you know, media but history and entertainment right. is history. She she's changed so much and I I, I wish everyone Claire, I, I love her to be as a person yeah. and as a character. Right. But um, right. the same thing with Michonne, just you don't have to change your skin color to cosplay as her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, like <clears throat> I do very limited cosplay. I, I do it when I want to and when I can. I love doing Beast Boy. It's a lot of green makeup. But it is what it is. Um, green face. Oh my gosh. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. You're gonna you're gonna Oh, oh I'm offended by up. the green face. <laughs> Jeez. They were slaves Jeez. in Star Trek. I don't know if you remember. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so uh okay. Lack I'm sorry. Of that was my first cosplay ever, by the way. So. Oh yeah? Beast uh, boy? Uh no. no, in Orion Slave from Star Trek. Oh yeah. okay. So you're um, both doing the green face, I see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I anyway, uh, you're saying, brothers? Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, I used to think about uh, my my original thing when I was like, okay, figuring out cosplay ideas is that like, uh, what are characters that look like me or that I could play? Because I felt like I can't play Superman because. I will never be Superman in people's eyes. They will look and go, oh. And by the way, this would be wrong. They'd be like, oh, Indian Superman. And first thing, I'm not Indian. But like, second thing, it's like, why do we, like, there has to be that beginning part. Even if they said brown Superman. Yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm brown. Okay. But it's like, uh, why, why can't, can't I just, I just be, be Superman? Superman? Yeah. You know? Uh, but yeah. lately, yeah. I've been yeah. thinking... I've been thinking, and this is going to tie into my next point that I would love to hear you guys' opinion on. Um, I like to to then race bend certain things. So right now I'm working on a '90s Superboy outfit with the leather jacket and the and the sunglasses, and it's like, mm-hmm. like I want to be '90s Superboy. And now I've gotten to a point where not only am I not a boy, I'm a man now, but like uh, I'm old enough to be mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna do it. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna be Superboy, uh, and yeah. like that's yeah. uh, that's what I want to do. And fuck anyone who who uh, uh, says otherwise. You know, um, straight, yeah, man. But I, uh, what are you guys' opinions on changing a character's race? Uh, most most of the time, it it turns it, it's taking a white character that's been historically white throughout uh, continuity. And making them a different race. 
for uh, you know, like for a movie, taking a Marvel character, changing their race for a Marvel movie uh, or DC movie or or whatnot. Uh, do you guys have opinions on that at all? I do, dude. Uh, uh, it's a fine line, dude. It really, truly, truly is a fine line. Uh, uh-huh. To do something for the sake of doing something, like, you know, again, making a character uh, a different race uh, or sexual orientation, uh, for the sake of doing it, I think is the wrong reason to do it. Okay. Um, I feel like it's it's not sensitive to, uh, you know, to the, the people that you're trying to appease. You know, at this point, you're like, yeah, and that's, you know, and it's just like, hey, uh, we're just going to do this. Here's a little pat on the back. You know, hey, look at us. We're we're pro you guys by making this guy, you know, such and such. If you were to make it work contextually, uh, I'm I'm all for it. If it makes sense in the context of the story, uh, uh, I have no problem in the comic books. Uh, yeah. uh, Marvel, a couple years back. Uh, made uh, Captain America black, made Thor a woman, made Iron Man mm-hmm. a young mm-hmm. black girl. Uh, and there were a lot of people that had issues with it and were, you know, calling Marvel uh, social justice warriors. And I, 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 I came to really hate that term. Uh, yeah. I grew up reading Marvel comics and, uh, you know, and knowing the history of all these characters, when Sam Wilson became Captain America, I thought this was the character who, outside of Bucky Barnes, was the most uh, qualified to become Captain America. So when he became Captain America, I was like, yes, let's do this. He is awesome as Captain America. When Thor became a woman, in the context of the story, it's not like Thor became a woman. Uh, Thor became unworthy. And as the hammer says, you know, uh, whosoever holdeth this hammer, should he be worthy, can possess the power of Thor. Uh, the pronoun uh, is subjective. It doesn't freaking really matter, the pronoun. Uh, but Jane Foster was worthy. And Jane Foster garnered the power of Thor. And Jane Foster became Thor. Contextually, it makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and when Iron Man died, you know, it's like, okay, well, who can potentially take over the reins of Iron Man? Uh, for me, the Riri Williams is a little bit of a stretch. That was the only one that I was like, uh, okay, but I like the character. I think the character yeah. is neat. And it, this character also showed a lot of interesting aspects in that her uh, power uh, wasn't the suit, but it was her intelligence and the fact that she was right. able to, you know, you know, at the age that she was in, create a suit that was as powerful as Tony Stark's who created his in the 40s and, you know, in some cave and uh, at, in the comic books was uh, Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and here she is. She built it in her garage, you know, yeah. uh, and I was like, this is cool. Uh, now, the only thing that I will also say about this particular uh, topic is yeah. if we're going to go that route, depending on the character, again, Sam Wilson becoming Captain America, Jane Foster becoming Thor makes sense. But Riri Williams creating a suit of armor and calling herself Iron Man that does not make sense. But ultimately, she changed her name and called herself Ironheart much, much better in right, that particular right. respect. Agreed. You know, uh, So you can make characters that these superheroes are inspiring, uh, or that these superheroes inspired to create something else, and you don't have to create another Captain America, another Thor, another Iron Man. 
but you can create another generation of these superheroes, these kids that will grow up to become essentially this thing. And you don't have to call them the same thing. You can create all right. new characters. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Amadeus Cho, uh, uh, I, I believe he's Korean, uh, became the Incredible Hulk. But he doesn't call himself Hulk. He calls himself Braun. Yeah. All for it. Like, mm-hmm. let's do that. Let's do that stuff. Yeah. That, yeah. that I'm on board with. But when you just wind up, hey, let's do Black Flash. No, because you've just now made Black Flash. Black Flash. And the moment, mm-hmm. the moment that you add that pronoun, the, no, the moment that you make it uh, uh, subject to that race, subject to that sexual orientation, religion, whatever, is <laughs> the moment it no right. longer becomes that character. And the moment right. that, you know, you've now done something completely different. So why not just call him Flash? Or, you know, right. call him the blur or whatever, like call him anything other than Flash. And you could put any anybody in there. And it could have been the same super uh, uh, origin that the Flash had. Uh, that's, like I said, the moment that I have issues with any kind of change in, in, in color or, or sexual orientation with a character. Because for me, when you do that, it, it, it pulls it away from what this character is. And now you've just made black, gay, green arrow. You know what I mean? Uh, Does that make yeah. sense? Right. What, what, right. When, you, when you deal with them with those adjectives like that, if that's the only thing, it trivializes the actual thing. For instance, uh, let's just say, this is very interesting, this has always been a thought of mine, is if Superman... Okay, for, first things first, I don't think anyone should ever change the race of Superman. There's so many things specific to Superman's character that need him to be white. Uh, but also... Mm-hmm. Let's just say you did decide to change Superman into a, a black man. His You can't just do a color swap on Superman and have his experiences be the same. Because if a black man was Superman, his experiences would be totally different. Um, yeah. Which is have you, one of my beliefs. Have you ever that, heard like, of... Which one? Have you ever heard of the uh, character, the Blue Marvel? Yeah. Yeah, from yeah, from Marvel. Yes, so you're you're familiar with the Blue Marvel. Uh, yeah, Blue Marvel uh, was a character who, for all intents and purposes, was Superman in the Marvel universe in the 1970s. Yeah, uh, late 60s, early 70s. Uh, JFK was president. Uh, full body suit, and he was fighting the antimatter man. And in the midst of this battle, his costume gets torn, and John F. Kennedy in the world sees that this great Superman of a hero is a black man. And JFK was like, uh, hey, dude, um, you've done a lot for this world and you've done a lot for me, but uh, can you not be a superhero right now, at least until we can figure out this race thing? And the Blue Marvel's like, for you, Mr. President, I will step down. Like, you're 100% correct, dude. Like, if Superman was a black man, he would have a completely, completely different uh, experience growing up. I mean... Would he even be the same kind of guy? Yeah. Because that matters. Color and race is not, it's not yeah. a color swap. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's yeah. not. It changes yeah. your background completely. Right. Um, yeah, you, guys have, you guys have both seen um, Thor Ragnarok, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, Joni, um, are you familiar, were you familiar with uh, okay, so Tessa Thompson plays Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok. Um, mm-hmm. And Valkyrie in the comics is a blonde Norse woman. Uh, and for this, 
did you did, did you were you familiar with the character before the movie? Uh, did that no. stand out to you? Okay, so you weren't familiar with the character, no. which actually is a good thing with the blank slate thing. Yeah, she's just a badass. I was like, oh, sweet, I like her. Right, mm-hmm. right, and mm-hmm. I think that's what the character. That's what the character is. A lot of people had a problem with the race change, and uh, Enrique probably has prehistory experience with that character. So it's interesting that both of you guys are here. Like Joni didn't, and then Enrique does. For those people who mm-hmm. didn't have an experience with the with the with the white blonde character, it's just this is Valkyrie. She's a badass character. She's played by Tessa right. Thompson, who mm-hmm. is black, and that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the Enrique, other character that you could talk about too is is Heimdall. Yeah, uh, Heimdall is also portrayed by Idris Elba, who's black. Yeah, and if oh, you God. if you look at Norse mythology, Norse religion, yeah. uh, Heimdall translates into the white one. And so a lot of people are like, hey, dude, so you got the white one being played by Idris Elba. Like, well, I I thought he did a great job, personally, but yeah. I think it's funny when people get up in arms about characters that you, they didn't even care about in the first place. Like, I agree, dude, I agree. Like, who was like a Heimdall stand? You know what I mean? Like, who is, like, really uh-huh. standing Heimdall, where it's like, Heimdall, I, I need a perfect interpretation of Heimdall, you know? Yeah. Uh, there are certain yeah. things that, that are affected by the change and certain things that aren't. Like, in the comics, Heimdall is Lady Sif's brother. In this, in the movies, they're not related, and they don't have to be. You don't have to have that. But I think that a lot of people, right. uh, a lot of people, uh, used to say that like Norse gods should be uh, white because they're Norse gods. But with the Marvel... Yeah, they're Norwegian. Right. With the Marvel interpretation, the Mar- MCU interpretation, uh, they're all aliens and they could they could be whoever they want to be, right? Yes, yes. So yes. What- Here, here's, here's, the, here's the thing that I always kind of, uh, uh, for me, when it comes to uh, the cinematic universes, either for DC or Marvel, uh, this is, and it's already been established, right? The, uh, if you're looking at universes, the comic book universe is 616. Yeah. The movie universe is whatever movie universe universe number it is. Yeah. It's not the same. No. Uh, so because it's not the same, there there can be things that are different. So am I upset because this universe is not doing the version of the, uh, the superheroes that I read in the comic books? It's its own thing. Enjoy it for what it is. It's a whole right. other universe. Pretend right. that the very first movie, like the, the, the universe started with Iron Man. So from here on, right. moving forward, enjoy this universe as it gets created, just as if you're reading the right. comic books. This is a whole new thing. Stop comparing one to the other. Right. Right. If it doesn't change their their backstory, like if their backstory hasn't been explained really and right. doesn't really affect the character, then they can be whoever they want to be. Like this is an open universe at this point. Right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Now, something that um, stood out to me. Um, this isn't Marvel or DC, right. but um, the Hellboy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Daimyo oh. uh, yeah. is Asian. Oh, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The wear tiger. And the dude stepped down, and he's like, and I think this needs to happen more. Where they're like, dude, I'm white. We're not wa- wa- whitewashing this character. Like in Ghost right. in the Shell, that pissed off a lot of people. Like, the, mm-hmm. you couldn't find one Asian person in all of Hollywood to play this more accurately? Like In all of the world? 
Right. Like, and so, so there's, there's capable people. They're just not giving them the chance to, to do that. So I think, again, with white allies, they need to stand up and say, hey, you know what? This isn't, this isn't cool. I'm not going to take part in this. I think that's right. very honorable to, to stay true to characters in that regard. Right. Um, I think that you bring up a good point where if we can't change Storm, we can't change Black Panther into white, like with white actors. Like it doesn't make no. sense to the context of the character. Luke Cage has to be black, right? They, these three characters mm-hmm. can't even be yeah. another person of color. Like you can't make them Mexican. Like they are what they're they not are. interchangeable. They, they're not interchangeable. They're specifically black characters. Uh, Enrique, though, right. uh, there is a DC Comics character, Blue Beetle, that like I love. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Jaime, Jaime, yeah. You know, You're um, right. mm-hmm. you know, and then Robbie Reyes is Ghost Rider right now. Uh, but oh uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not to disprove your point. I don't think there's enough representation. Um, but I'm just I saying. I have to this, sit and think about and remind myself right. of those characters. Like right. I always do. Right. Uh, and, and when you think of a lineup of these characters, like it's hard not to think of the white characters first, because those are all the main mm-hmm. ones. You know, if you think about DC yeah, because the Blue lineup, Beetle, Ted Cord was originally white. Uh, right. Ghost Rider, uh, Johnny Blaze was originally white. So when I right. think Ghost Rider, I don't think Robbie Ray is. I think Johnny Blaze. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, I forget what I was what I was saying. Uh, oh, like swapping. <laughs> Swapping the thing. Uh, no, I, I just rem- remember that from earlier. I was like, oh, Jaime Reyes. That's right. And Robbie Reyes. I guess the only last names mm-hmm. these writers know. It is Reyes. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you also have in the X-Men, Cecilia Reyes. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is actually Dr. bringing up Dr. a really Reyes. good point. Yeah. Um, for, the, for anyone who doesn't know, there's a character in X-Men called Cecilia Reyes who is... Uh, she is black. I, uh, uh, I don't want to say passing. She is black because there, there, there are black Hispanics, right? Uh, in, in fiction, mm-hmm. Cecilia Reyes is a black Hispanic uh, uh, woman of color character in X Men. Um, but because of her last name Reyes in the new in the new movie, the New Mutants movie, uh, she's played by a Hispanic actress that is not black. Um, and uh, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, at the same vein, in the New Mutants movie, uh, 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 Roberto da Costa is a Brazilian character in New Mutants, and he is uh, Afro-Hispanic. Uh, like he's he looks uh, more like me than he does uh, Antonio Banderas. Like you know what I mean? Like right, right. like he's yeah. Brazilian. Uh, but in the New Mutants movie and in Days of Future Past, uh, Sunspot is in both of those. He's played by uh, very light-skinned um, Hispanic actors. And so uh, it's maybe it's me nitpicking. Maybe it's me nitpicking. But also the representation isn't completely there in those characters. Um, it's weird. In fiction, in fiction we don't have Afro-Hispanic uh, characters because you got to pick a side. And it's this weird thing, right? You know, yeah. Because uh, I think, I feel like with Miles Morales, that gets lost. You yeah, know, it does get he's lost. generally right. considered to be uh, black, despite yeah. the fact that like his mother is Latina. His mother yeah. is Latina. I like the movie yeah. a lot. He speaks Spanish. 
but yes. he's, he's, you know, you can see that he's black. So it's, it's just, it's, it's yeah. fun to see that. And, yeah. and, but see, this is one of the things I really like about Miles Morales is that he can be both like predominantly yes. black, but you know, I, I'm like Miles Morales, I think is the everybody Spider-Man because he is right. everything. Right. And it, it's so amazing that like, okay, I think Miles Morales is one of the biggest uh, 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 minority characters to come out in 50 years. Like he is huge. Like, yeah. you know, he's in the video games now. He's in the movies now. Mm-hmm. Like, people are really people pushing are his character. him all over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, like, I mean, it, it helps that he has a sick-ass costume. Like, his, like, that's that's one of my cosplay costumes. Is, is Red on black. That's awesome. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. good. It's such a sick costume. Uh, but, like, yeah. yeah, Miles Morales was created by Brian Michael Bendis who is a white man who seems to be creating a lot of characters of color and then passing them along to people who can actually write them more. Yeah. Right. So Brian Michael Bendis created, uh, created Ironheart and then passed her along. He created Miles Morales. He created Naomi for DC comics. Uh, And so like, we need, right, right. Because he's using his platform to create these characters. He has a name brand, like a brand name recognition, you know, Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's wrote... why the, the term dear white people is used so often. It's not because we're targeting you. It's because people listen to you and we need your help. Right. 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 You know, um, Brian Michael Bendis, he wrote Miles Morales. When originally he wrote him, he wrote him pretty much he was black and he had a, a Latina mom, but he didn't really speak Spanish that much. Maybe my, Brian Michael Bendis doesn't have, uh, doesn't know Spanish. But the point being is like Miles Morales <laughs> made, became such a better character when he started speaking Spanish more. He spoke Spanish uh, to some of his classmates. He spoke Spanish in the, in the house. You know? Uh, his last name is And now Morales. you're talking to two demographics too. That's very important. And that covers so much more. We need more mixed races. Right. This is the world outside our door. I mean, that, uh, exactly. there are a lot of people that are starting to ignore you know these culture lines and i feel like uh mixed uh children and mixed adults are just incredibly beautiful people that like once we start blurring these lines like it's it just shows it shows and uh i feel like yeah yeah like i mean there's no need to struggle i think uh, i think it was genghis khan who started doing that right started conquering countries and making beautiful colored people uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, dude. That's the guy. Let's listen to him a little bit, you know. Should, but should we? But is but, he is he the hero that uh, we all uh, need? I don't know. So. <laughs> just just that side of things. Just that side of things. Like you know, don't worry about what a person looks like. Just make babies, and, and everybody looks beautiful when they grow up. I think that works for you, Why? Enrique. I don't. I don't know. Don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't discriminate, man. I don't discriminate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry, Joni, what are you going to say up, Oh, yeah. So for, for me growing up, um, this is kind of pertaining to one of the earlier questions. It's like seeing, you know, represent representation of yourself in like, you know, media of some sort, you know, comic books, TV. Yeah. I only had brunette white Barbies. I didn't have Asian Barbies. Um, and, and that's, that's the hard thing about being Filipino is I always, I always kid around that we're the Mexicans of Asians because we're super Brown. (laughs) We speak a lot of Spanish, but technically we're Asian or, you know, even Pacific Islander. So it just, 
we're we're like caught in all of this and i'm like what do i what do i identify as i don't freaking know yeah. so it, it's, it's always been hard because how do you represent that i i mean cool there's mulan but like I, i'm not mulan i don't look like mulan i don't have this you know beautiful porcelain skin um yeah. i'm not mexican so that you know that's represented sometimes but i'm not technically that either so it's like what I, I was I was always kind of lost, so I just picked brunette white people, and I was like, "That's close enough, I guess. I'm half white. Right. That that works." But, <laughs> but that it's yeah. always been hard to find representation, especially for Filipinos. So yeah, um, <laughs> no, uh, that that's that's interesting because I also come from a unique subset. Um, like I, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm Sri Lankan. Uh, I uh, am not Indian. I, uh, Sri Lanka was never part of India. It was just a separate thing. Our culture is different. Our language is different. Like, uh, our culture is more similar to Thai um, because we, uh, wow. Sri, Lankans, Sri Lankans introduced Buddhism to the East through Thailand. So we came across. <laughs> so it's like, uh, there's a lot of similarities. Also in food. Thai food and Sri Lankan food are very similar, uh, which I, yeah, I love Thai food. Spaniards. Oh, yeah you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and it's so like more yeah uh mm-hmm. we have yeah because of quarantine my parents have been cooking uh sri lankan <gasps> food more often and it's right. it's super good i haven't had it like for a long time as an adult and i'm like oh okay um but because i've been a, 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 <laughs> I like I, very nice uh <laughs> uh Kazakhstani people aren't aren't represented enough. So good thing Borat came out, you know. Uh, That's right. <laughs> I heard the Kazakhstani yeah, people loved out, Borat. Uh, you know. Um, what was it? Is that a, a positive what? representation? No, no, they hated it. The the people in Kazakhstan <laughs> hated Borat because of that, and I get it. I would yeah. I would have hated if. Uh, if Sasha Baron Cohen was like, I'm a Sri Lankan, very nice. I'm a from a Sri Lanka. Yeah. And it's like, first thing, it's not accident. Pump we'll people in public that. and make them uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man, Borat was so good. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, but like, uh, yeah, we're, we've never, so like, uh, even if there were Indian characters, I never had an affinity towards them because the Sri Lankan experience is, is different. And like, I get like, I lump us together as like Brown Asians or South Asians, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the general thing I lump us both in as, but it's, it's a different experience. Uh, in sixth grade though, we took a standardized test in sixth grade and you had to like bubble in your ethnicity. And up and uh, I, I would always bubble in other Asian. That's what I bubbled in um, because Asian. yeah, it was like <laughs> it was a choice. Other Asian, uh, but but there was like Indian was a choice. And one of my te- like my teacher in sixth grade erased my bubble as other Asian and bubbled me in as Indian on my standardized okay. test. And the reason I knew that is because because uh, it was a multiple day test. Uh, I got it back one day to do the next like page or whatever, and she had bubbled in Indian, and 
that's weird and fucked up. And that's yeah. uh, yeah. that's kind of a, a, a represent, uh, representative of my experience is people going, you're Indian. And I'm like, no, I'm not Indian. Well, I've gotten a lot of things. I've gotten Brazilian. I've gotten Indian. Uh, I did a play in Whittier, which is a super white town, and they thought I was black. And so it's like, I'm all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, you know, uh, I had a, I had a. Uh, are Sri Lankan? Uh, sorry? Uh, both your parents are Sri Lankan? Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, cool, cool. Sri, Sri Lanka's history is, is completely uh, weird and mixed. Like my grandma, my grandma looks like like white, like my grandma looks Italian or looked Italian, should I say, because like she's not around anymore. But like she was like white Italian mm. kind of looking thing because Sri Lanka has a has a mixed history of of Dutch, Portuguese and British. And so like, oh. like my mom's lighter skinned and my dad's darker skinned and like the two sides of the family are kind of that kind of skin color. And so it's just uh, it's just weird. Uh, but I'm I, I'm not gonna see a Sri Lankan character. Oh, Brian Michael Bendis created Amara Pereira, uh, uh, a doctor date of Tony Stark. That's my claim yes, to fame. Yes, yes, yes. That's the Sri Lankan claim <laughs> to fame. Uh, is like okay, yeah, cool, I guess. Uh, but uh, it, it was weird. Yeah, not seeing characters that um, I identified as. So really, now I just identify as brown, and so. Uh, any person of color representation is a win for me, you know, in any shape, yeah. way, shape or form. Yeah. You know, that's what I like yeah, really get behind. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget what we were talking about before I took this on a tangent. That's all about me. This is, it's just me. We, I think the thing that started this part of the conversation was how we felt if they were to change a white character and a person of color, mm. I think was the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then we went into Miles Morales and Brian Michael Bendis and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I think that like it's not reflexive when when we change characters from uh, like it's not the same. It's just if not the it same. makes sense. If it if it makes sense contextually, I'm okay with it. But if you yeah. make it for the sake of the other, that's where I have a problem. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. Miles Morales makes sense. Peter Parker was killed. And there had to be a Spider-Man, so that made sense. In Ultimate, uh, in Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, right? In the Ultimate Universe, yes, it yeah. made sense. Uh, yeah. But if they were just to one day just turn Spider-Man black, hmm, now I, I, that, that I have a problem with. Just, you're just doing it just for the sake of doing it, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that ties in with, like, what's the difference between a token character and, like, an actual representative character, you know? Yeah. Right. In, uh, in, I, I don't know how many of you guys watch the Riverdale TV show. It's a uh, guilty pleasure yeah. of mine. I love it because yeah. I love Archie <laughs> comics. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I love Archie. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a character on that show, Tony Topaz, uh, played by Vanessa Morgan. Uh, beautiful character. Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, in the midst of the current global climate, uh, yeah. Vanessa Morgan finally voiced her uh, problem with the show and the problem with her character is that in the advertisements for Riverdale, they put her on a lot of the advertisements to show that, hey, look, Riverdale, here's a, you know, wonderful, diverse cast. Right. But they don't use her 
as they would feature her in the in the uh, in the TV show. And right. so she's like, mm-hmm. I'm just tired of being used as a token character. Right. Here yeah, you guys look how are diverse me. we are. Yeah, yeah, look how diverse the show is. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, you know, you've got Reggie as an Asian. Uh, I mean, the, I think the biggest character in that show that is a person of color would be Veronica, who's played by, you know, Latina. Yeah. Uh, but that's it, everybody. All the other main speaking characters are white characters. Yeah. And so she's like, you guys put me on all these ads to make your show look better. But my role, mm-hmm. I, I get paid the least and I do the least amount. In, and, and you guys portray me as an angry, thuggish black girl. Right. Like, You've got all these rich white for people. Them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's it, and then I think the the showrunners and producers are like, you know, you're right. We're gonna do better by you. So probably next season we'll be seeing more Tony Topaz. Which, which like I think yeah. yeah, I think I think that's one of the things that, you know, again, would kind of show the difference. If you look at if you watch Riverdale, you've got these, you know, you've got a, a character, Veronica Lodge, like main, main character, black character, Tony Topaz, token black. I think it brings up a you good know? point. I think it brings up a good point that like it's we not only need representation on one level, we need representation on multiple levels, right? So Yeah, man. When when we uh this is very interesting uh, in sitcoms, right? In 90s sitcoms that were like white sitcoms, normally you'd have one token character, right? One token character that would be there to show that like there is one person that's a little bit different. But they would be a supporting mm-hmm. character to support the plight of um, my uh, my earbud fell out. Uh, one pl- uh, to support the plight of the white main character, right? Uh, yeah, you know. Oh man. Uh, so, uh, but like, it's not enough, right? You need you need a sitcom that has a lead uh, person of color supported by white supporting characters right that like it's not enough just, just to say hey white person also exists in this world right because people yeah. will forget do white people exist what yeah right right yeah right. um but like <laughs> like same thing goes with like companies right when we're talking about representation it's representation in your workforce but who's pulling the strings who's like on that each level of hierarchy you know like do we have that representation mm-hmm. there um I mean, now we're getting into a broader thing of, of not just comics, but even when it comes to comics, like you can have a side character like in each comic that is diverse, but the comic's not about them, right? And mm-hmm. I don't think that's the same. It's not the same representation all the way through. Um, I don't know if right. you guys have ever seen New Girl. Did you guys ever watch New Girl, the Zoe De Chanel sitcom? A little bit, a little bit. No. Okay, so. A so New Girl was interesting in which, like, it was, like, four characters. No, it was, like, five characters. Two of them were people of color. Then they brought in a sixth character, mm-hmm. also another man of color. So they had two black guys on the show uh, for, like, a season when they were, like, kind of switching things around. But, like, I thought that was crazy, not in a bad way, in a good way, because normally shows just have one, like, character of of color yeah. or, like, one of a specific color right uh but new girl i mean new girl's definitely worth watching if you guys haven't seen it but like new girl's super Mm -hmm. um but like it kind of reminds me of do you guys know like flintstone vitamins didn't have wilma 
you know, like, you know, the, like the Flintstone vitamins, they had Fred, yeah, yeah, they yeah. had Barney, they had Betty and Dino, but they didn't have Wilma. But no Wilma. And the reason really? was, what? is that Wilma and Betty are similar shapes and similar characters that they were like, we can't have the same shape as a Flintstone vitamin. So let's not have Fred's wife. Let's have Barney's wife. I guess. But the point being is that a lot of times when they're casting these shows, they're taking that Flintstone vitamin approach, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Think about it that way. It's like, we can never have more than one Asian character. If we even have an Asian character, we can't have more than one Mexican character. If we even have enough, right. If you even go as far as having one, you can only have one. You can't have more than one. It's that Flintstones vitamin, right. you know? Uh, I only want one topping on my vanilla ice cream. Right. Lots of vanilla ice cream, but one topping. It's like one chocolate sprinkle. Two is too much. Yep. You know? No, two too is too much. Yeah. I oh, want to taste the vanilla, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I it's amazing. I want ice cream, and I want cake. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like... Oh the stories that were missing out by not having this representation again, whether it's diverse enough, like uh, it's, it's about people of color, but also the stories that women can tell, right? Women that are like 50% of our population, like the stories that women can tell we live longer. Uh, we created yeah. you. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> women are so great. Oh, You've convinced. I, I love women. Let's <laughs> talk about women. I love women. Um, oh, unless they take their jobs, then they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Oh, <laughs> yeah. if a woman wants to take my job and run my store, I'm all for it. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. They could, they could probably do a better job of running this than I, than I do. I could tell you I'd sell a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like these stories are like super important and we need those different like viewpoints like Hollywood has historically been white male we've seen how many movies is there about some white male writer that's going through some problems and like he needs that story arc before the end of the movie like boy those problems right we've seen those stories before (laughs) and like we're not yeah. colored, Sorry about we're your not... white person problems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did yeah. your dog die? Darn. That's oh, tough. Your that's truck tough. won't start? Now, oh, now we're just talking about Every country, country song. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Your, your, Wait your a pool sec. isn't as blue as it normally is? Mm, I'm sorry about oh, your pool. Man. Boy, let me go swim <laughs> in my out, you know, above ground green slimy pool. Oh, oh boy. Oh, it flooded again. That's great. I'll just swim in that. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. I, I I'm so lost right now. I can't tell whether we're speaking in in anal- like analogies or uh, is the pool light? I'm just being is pool. I'm just being a jerk. Light? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just yeah. No, I, I yeah. Jerk. Vanilla ice cream all the time. One chocolate sprinkle, vanilla nothing more. You know exactly. You don't want to. Well, I am okay with the vanilla flavor. ice cream. Oh yeah, don't want to change. You're cream. right. You don't like vanilla ice cream? Yeah. I love it. It's my favorite. Oh okay. I mean, yes. Again, when we're just talking ice cream with no analogies, 
I'll eat any ice cream, which actually is an analogy, too. That's also... But a, I don't like chocolate ice cream. Oh, no. That's... Hey. <laughs> that's no good. Enrique, come on, man. I'm <laughs> We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, I guess uh, to close everything up and wrap it up with a bow, because uh, congratulations, we've solved this problem on the show. Um, welcome world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> one day, one day this episode will be in the history books, you know? Um, Heck yeah. What needs to happen more? Like what, what's the next progression? Like what do we need to do more to, um, move things forward in a amicable direction? Like what's the, I don't uh, know. For, I think that there needs to uh, start being a lack of fear in writing the stories that you want to write with the people that you want in your stories. Okay. Uh, I, I, f I feel like that uh, from what I had heard, you know, take this for what you will, from what I heard yeah. when it comes to Hollywood in particular, when they're going to uh, pitch a film, uh, they look at a point scale. So, you know, so-and-so director's worth X amount of points. This actor's worth X amount of points. How about you just get rid of the point system and tell the movie that you want to tell with the actors you want to use. Same thing in yeah. writing. Tell the story that you want to use. And don't be afraid if that character happens to be a person of color. Uh, right. Or, Are you uh, qualified? Person... You're hired. That's it. Yeah. That's all that matters. You know, if, you're, if your character fits the role, then just tell that story, you know, and again, don't be afraid to tell that story and don't be afraid to include uh, a person of color. If it makes sense within the grounds of your story, if it doesn't right. change anything, there's no reason why that character couldn't be a, a person of color. Uh, right. You know, you have to start looking at the world outside your window. I mean, there are people of all uh, colors, shapes, sizes, uh, they don't necessarily look like you, but I tell you what, they kind of behave the same way. Yeah. I mean, there's there's generally the the human experiences that we're all sharing, and we see them through different lenses, right? right? Uh, depending on right, our right. personal like, upbringing. Um, Joni brought up a good point, uh, and I'd like to add to it, where it's like, if you're qualified, you're hired. I'd like to go the extra step and say, I think there needs to be a conscious uh, decision to make things diverse. Um, and I'm not talking about over the top stuff. Pe what people don't realize is that like proportionally, like, like representation can be done proportionally, right? Like why, like why aren't half your characters women? And I know every time I bring up 50%, there's always someone that goes, actually women are more than 50% of the population. It's like, okay, just let me, let me just like deal with 50, 50 here. But like, why aren't half of our people, uh, uh, women? Why aren't thirteen um, percent of our our American characters? Why can't they be black? Thirteen percent, twelve percent Hispanic. Like why can't why can't we deal with those numbers? Like sixty percent of the American population is white. Like that's a big thing. Okay, why can't we have sixty percent of the our world? You see, yeah. Why can't we have sixty percent of our 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 characters be white and the other forty percent mm -hmm. of different races? Okay, let's do it proportionally. You know, it's, we're not saying let's make ev let's just make everyone uh, uh, let's make everyone black. No, it's not that. Let's have proportional representation. 
let's make a conscious effort to make things diverse. It's not only qualifications, it's also experiences, right? When you're making a writer's room, why don't we have half the writers be women? Or even more, depending on the story you're telling, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think that like the groundbreaking stories that we're dealing with, uh, like Insecure on HBO, uh, okay, looks like Enrique left for a split second. Okay, he's back. Uh, Insecure on HBO can only be told by a black woman. It's a great show, and uh, it can only be told by a black woman. And like, you need to make that writers' room black women. You know that mm-hmm. makes sense. Right. But like, if you're going out of the right. way, I just want to tell a white story. I think that's uh, the wrong direction. I guess that'd be the only way. And boring. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, Joni, what did you think? Uh, like, what's like, what's the next step? Like, what do we have to work on? You know, we need to be okay with asking questions. Um, I've been, uh, I've learned more about that in asking questions. Uh, one to inform myself if I don't understand something, ask. It's okay to ask. Also, to be okay with answering those questions and. If you don't know the answer, look it up, educate yourself so that you can answer that question when it's to you again. Um, Because I think education is key in everything, um, especially in diversity, Uh, which brings me to my next point. It's okay if you're the bad guy in history. We need to learn that a lot of America, we had a a lot of bad guys in our history. Yeah. We were the bad guys, and we need to learn that because we need to make sure we don't do it again. We need to right. to grow from that. You can't grow from something if you don't even know where you started. Right. Um, that and uh, again, we need to encourage representation, even if it's at um, our own risk. Like um, like like Hellboy, um, Daimyo was super important, and that I mean, you don't. It, it wasn't that huge of a movie, even. Right. But the fact that someone was willing to pass on a, a huge job uh, to make sure that there was diversity in there. We just, we need to be okay with giving up a little to change our future. Right. 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 Uh, I Having think, the courage to take those risks. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I think uh, Paul brings up a good point. Uh, so I'd like to just read that. Uh, Paul's in the comments again, co-producer of the key here. Uh, Paul, uh, was saying proportional is a little dangerous to say because there's not a lot of trans people out there. So I, so he's saying he could see an executive saying that they're being proportional by not including them because there isn't that many of them. Uh, I get that. That we're Just, aware of. Right. I, yeah. Right. Uh, I get that. Just like there's not that many Native American uh, uh, proportionally in the population. There's not a huge Native American population. That being said, it's a two-point po- thing. We need to be proportionally representative, but also we need to tell new stories, right? We yeah. need to make diverse writers' yeah. rooms with diverse uh, uh, walks of life. So uh, we can... Start making a new modern mythology. Yeah. Yes. A lot. Uh, DC Comics, Marvel Comics are moving towards that. Um, uh, if you notice, their new characters and their new teams are uh, more diverse because they realize that this new generation coming up, like they're voting, they're active politically, they're less racist, they're more gay, and that's fine. Like they're the whole spectrum is there, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. like, these yeah. are the stories we need to be telling, right? 
to this, yes. uh, you know, um, um, what was I, uh, oh, uh, champions in Marvel champions is, is a team that has, uh, Kamala Khan. Oh, I, I wanted to talk about Kamala Khan, but basically the new Miss Marvel is Kamala Khan, who is, uh, a, a Muslim girl living in New York, who's an inhuman, you know? Um, and like, she's a big character that's moved to the forefront and she's yep. on the champions team with Miles Morales. Uh, and they're racially she's also the team leader. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amadeus Cho was on the champions, you know? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Paul, Paul's right. Her family is adorable. Like if you, there was so much upset, so much upset when Kamala Khan became, uh, Miss Marvel. And, I think the people that got upset were idiots. Like the stories that we're telling right now and the stories that we continue to tell or can learn uh, are important. And like, yeah, her family is adorable. Her family is Muslim and living in New York. And they're just like any other family except they're Muslim. And her story makes sense. Yeah. Her story makes, you know, you had Ms. Marvel, Carol Danvers, who graduated from being a Ms. Marvel and became just what she was, a captain in the Air Force. She became Captain Marvel. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where somebody has to take up the moniker, right? So mm-hmm. uh, outside of, you know, losing the rights to Ms. Marvel, just in the context of story, somebody should always be a Ms. Marvel. And mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, Kamala Khan was a fan of, you know, Ms. Marvel and took on the name, I'm all for it. That yeah. makes sense to me. You know, but if you change Carol Danvers and make her, you know, Muslim, that doesn't work for me. Carol Danvers. It's not the same word, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, yeah, it's not the same character. I think, though, again, there are certain changes we can do. Um, I love Ted Cord, and I don't think that Ted Cord necessarily has to be white. Um, uh, no, in the comics, he is. I agree. But like, if you brought Ted Cord to to Flash, the Flash TV show, uh, I could play him. I would love to. I love Ted. Cord. Yeah. Uh, but anybody can be him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No, not you, Enrique. Just me. How dare you? I don't want to play him. You oh. could play him. You can have him. Yeah, you oh, can have him. I want to oh. play him. Oh, he's not. He's not want... good enough for you. He's not good enough for I... you. I want to play Oscar the Grouch. That's who I want to play. I mean, you kind of have that going because we can only see this part of you. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. the rest of me is in my trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys um, so much for coming today. Unfortunately, that is all the time that we have um, today. Um, thank you, Enrique. Thank you, Joni, for coming on the show. Uh, before we get going, um, uh, where can we, uh, like, what's your guys' social media? Where can we find you next? What do you guys got coming up? Uh, Enrique, if you'd like to go, uh, go first and tell us what's uh, up. So you can follow me on Comic Hero U, Comic Hero, the letter U. Um, that's the Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can follow the store's journey from, uh, you know, uh, quarantine all the way to now, the Pay It Forward program, which continues. We just received a large donation from IDW Comics. A uh, large number of books that we'll be uh, giving to the libraries. And uh, we might actually even have our own little free comic book day and give these books out and let the communities know to bring their kids so they can come and get some new comics. Uh, but uh, that's my social media. If you want to follow us, uh, that's where we are. 
You do awesome work, man. Nice. Enrique, I'm so I'm so proud of you, man. Like Thank you, man. I'm, 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 I'm lucky to know you. Uh, you're doing great work. <laughs> the, the, the feeling's mutual, dude. The feeling's mutual. Thank Stop you. Stop it. Stop. No. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Joni, uh, where can we find you next? What do you got coming up? Everywhere. Um, everywhere. I've been learning Twitch, so I've been everywhere. Everything is Joni Broses. Across, like, yeah. tw Twitter.com slash Joni Broses. I made it all streamlined because Joni Broses is hard enough to spell. So <laughs> uh, You're everywhere. telling me I have a silent H in my first name that people leave out like oh <laughs> i know i know it's the struggle <laughs> but i'm i'm everywhere i'm on instagram uh twitter twitch uh, facebook i don't use facebook very much but i'm there um patreon stuff like that um but a little bit of everything i try to not put myself in a box and just be available for people um I don't know. What's next for me? I have no idea. We're like yeah. stuck in the stone age right now. What's next for me is changing that. That's that's my goal. <laughs> yeah. And I'm using my platform for that. So that's that's my main goal right now. <laughs> that's cool. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have a Twitch channel. You're always doing stuff on Twitch. So like check out yeah. Joni on Twitch. That's my happy place. Yeah. That's my happy place. I, we have fun. We have a beautiful community. We're we're like family there. I call it the Joe Bro fam. We just okay. chat, talk, play Jackbox games. Yeah, so, it's fun. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we call our fans, or at least I call our fans, the Kingdom. Um, we oh, cer like certain smart, smart, certain smart asses call it the Kegels. Uh, but I don't want our fans. Being <laughs> I like called, that too. I don't want our fans being called the Kegels. Uh, so I like the key. Being dump. healthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you do what Good you can. Good workout. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's sign language for Kegel. You know. Yeah, um, Kegel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Uh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, so uh, you do great work uh, on your Twitch uh, with your cosplay. Um, so uh, I don't want I don't want to feel make you feel left out. Uh, I'm proud of you, Joni. I'm proud of you. As you. am I. You do great. Thanks. Work. Thank you. Um, I try. <laughs> uh, for anyone watching, uh, either watching this live or watching this in post, uh, please, please follow us here on Twitch. Uh, we're trying to work our way up. We're doing the best that we can, uh, trying to give you the content that you guys deserve, whether it's frivolous talk about Batman or whether it's actual uh, hard-hitting topics like uh, POC representation in comics. Uh, it's all important, and it's all, uh, you know, what we want to say. Uh, so please, follow us here on Twitch. We really appreciate it. We both need and appreciate the love. Uh, also, if you'd like to further your, uh, to show your appreciation, uh, you can click donate on the link below uh, this video. You look for it. It'll say donate. Um, we use the money on advertising right now, so thank you to the people like Mike Benavidez. Uh, you can find him on Twitch at mbenavidez18. Uh, thank you, Mike, for your help uh, with your donation. Um, the Keeg Live is here every Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. Pacific, where we talk about uh, uh, a different topic of, of the week. Uh, next week, we're going over Batman. So uh, we got Cryptozoic Entertainment's Amanda Barker, and we have comedian hero Carlisle here to talk about Batman next week. 
Uh, and then we also have a sister show on Friday nights called The Keegback, where we kick back, we play party games, we have a fun time with guests. Um, so that's cool, too. Friday nights at 9 p.m. Uh, yeah, if you're on Instagram and Facebook, we got social, social meds, social media out there. So uh, check <laughs> us out. Social meds, you know. Uh, we got memes galore uh, on Instagram. Yeah, the use, you know, we try to keep it cash. We shorten, abbreviate. <laughs> you know, we abbreviate Stupid. different words. <laughs> so abbreviate, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> oh my lord. Uh, and then uh, ch- check out our podcast. Uh, uh, right now, we're not doing our official podcast because we can't meet up, but uh, we'll get back to that soon. So uh, check out our Facebook to stay updated. Uh, once again, thank you for being a fan. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. I don't know the rest of the words. I still got to learn the Golden Girls whole theme song. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're a pal and a confidant. Confident. Yeah. Thank you for uh, being a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, day, one day we'll get the rights. We'll get the rights to the theme song. And we'll put that as the theme song here. <laughs> You know, there you go. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Outro music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you uh, again for watching. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been The Keeg.